Let's do it again. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on WHUP-LP Hillsboro. I just want to come down easy,
People have already decided for themselves and you whether grass is good or bad. What's most important is what you think. So without any preaching from this film, let's examine the facts and only the facts. There are too many false impressions and prejudices to do it any other way. Okay, then why isn't alcohol made illegal? It's a lot worse than grass. Like take juice freaks, man, they get hangover and throws the liver. Besides, grass isn't habit forming like alcohol. Right. The facts are, if you drink enough, alcohol will give you hangovers, cirrhosis of the liver, and what's more, it can even kill you. If you are a certain emotional and psychological type, you may become dependent both physically and emotionally and will join the five to six million known alcoholics in the United States. Now, what are the facts about marijuana? What do doctors and psychiatrists have to say about which is worse for you physically and emotionally, alcohol or marijuana? The facts are, at this time, there are no known damaging physical effects from the use of marijuana. But, unlike alcohol, when you take too much at one time, you don't pass out. You more than likely run the risk of an unpredictable and unpleasant bummer. Occasional drink before dinner by adults, like the occasional use of marijuana, does not necessarily lead to an emotional dependency in the stable, mature personality. Sure, go ahead. Great olives. You like that? I'm sure. glad. Quite good olives. Well, ah, that's smart. However, teenage is not a time of great maturity and stability for most teenagers. 
The pressures of school, parents, finding your own identity and self-confidence set you up for a drug dependency that could just as well be alcohol if you preferred that to grasp. Some adults are not mature or strong enough to stand the pressures of their daily lives. These adults can become just as emotionally dependent on marijuana as on alcohol, whichever is more socially acceptable and easier to get. Even when the alcoholic is physically withdrawn from his body's need for alcohol. He always goes back to it until he learns how to handle his problems. Just as the alcohol drinker who finds himself needing a drink more and more frequently is the warning sign of his dependency, so it is with the pothead. The more he needs the escape from reality, or the pleasure of marijuana, the more he is becoming emotionally dependent, exactly as the square and unhip alcoholic adult does. Do two wrongs ever make one right? Cigarettes are much worse than right, pot. man. Don't worry, got cancer, man. That's right. It's a fact. No one ever got cancer from pot. But. It's also a fact that no one ever dropped out of school because they were hung up on tobacco. And no one who just finished smoking a cigarette ever forgot she was driving a car as she tripped out on the beauty of a back road nature trip. cigarette pusher ever tried to turn you on to hard drugs or the needle. Another basic difference is that you can smoke cigarettes and do other things. You wouldn't dare to do this on pot. Or this. Or this. And would you rather your pilot had just finished a joint, not a cigarette? Or your surgeon operating on your heart? Your attorney pleading your case? Your sergeant? Your dentist? Your flight leader? Your team center? Your LSO? Your school bus driver? Your country's astronauts? Or even the guy who is just changing your front tire? Would you rather he was smoking a cigarette or a joint? 
However, neither your government nor any responsible person recommends smoking. So, two or three wrongs don't make one right either. Everybody knows that weed is that jack if you can blow as much as you want. Oh, I'm here. And quit any time you want. Blow as much grass as you like and your body won't need it? Right. You can quit any time you like? Not true for everybody. And that's the problem. Once upon a time, in a famous story, a girl named Alice got very curious about a little white rabbit who passed by. She followed him and soon found herself falling down a very deep hole into a strange place called Wonderland. Wait! I'm late! I'm late! Hey, wait! I'm too late! 
Nowadays, there are still girls and boys whose curiosity leads them to strange places. What a curious paw. I can't tell where this is going. Oh, I'm late! I'm late! I'm too late! Where'd he go? And where am I? A medicine cabinet? What's it doing here? Aspirin? Thinks mommy gives me when I'm sick. Prescriptions. Mommy has to get those from a doctor. I wonder whose they are. Oh! Cigarettes? I know they're not good for you. Curious. Liquor? A liquor cabinet? That's not good for kids either. But, but, what? Oh! Maybe cigarettes and alcohol are like medicine. I didn't ever think of that. They're all things that make you feel different, that change you. Curiouser and curiouser. What kind of place is this? Oh, wow. Mommy or the doctor wouldn't have anything to do with this. This stuff just looks like it could hurt you. Oh, that must be where that rabbit went. But I'm too big. If I could change myself. Gee, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe if... Well, here goes. Oh! Oh, wow! Oh, wow. It's weird. Everything's different. Even me. I'm not somebody else, but I don't feel like I'm really me, either. Oh, hi, I'm Alice. Hello, I'm Alice. Who are you? Hi. I said, hi. They've got to really be here. They must have seen me. Unless I'm not really here. Oh, well, sure, I'm really here. And I'm gonna stay till I find out where this is. Then I'll go back. I'm late. Oh, I'm late. I'm too late. Wait! Too late for oh, what? I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm too oh. late. Nothing seems to happen here unless you eat or drink something. Maybe if <coughs> I... Oh! Do you know what those pills are? Uh-uh. But they're that white rabbits that just well, went down... Well, do you know who he is? Uh-uh. I guess not. Can you tell me, please, which way should I go? That depends on where you want to go. It doesn't matter. I don't even know where I am. But I do have to get someplace. Ah. If you just want to get someplace, just keep going. 
That way lives a hatter, and that way lives a March Hare. Visit either one you like. They're both mad. Oh! Hmm. This way lives a March Hare. sizes is confusing. I don't know how high I'm supposed to be anymore. How high do you want to be? No, I guess I don't want to be that kind of high. Why do you? What, what kind of question is that? You're just a kid, aren't you? Sure, I'm still growing up and I'm supposed to ask questions. Why does it make you so angry? Don't you angry? know why you do it? I'm not angry. I'm not angry. But you haven't answered my questions either. Everybody at home is probably worried about me by now. I don't think I'll tell them everything that's happened. I'll stay just a little longer. And then I'll still be home on time. Time! It's too late! It's too late! Wait! Please! It's time! Oh, time? Time for what? <gasps> How are you getting on? Oh, so far, just terrible. And this? What does H mean? It could mean heroin, and it could mean habit. It must be hard to break. What? What's happening? Look, the Jack of Hearts is trying to escape, and he's even trying to get the others to go with him. Friends? Friends? Who's he? Watch. Friends. You are free to go any time you want to. But remember, you need this. You need it now, don't you? Oh, why don't they run? When they obey the king, you can't tell one from the other. My faithful friends, awful. I've got what you need. Terrible, awful, awful! You must be the March Hare. Yeah. My friends, the Dormouse, he's sleeping in the Hatter. He's traveling. Can I just sit here a minute? I just, I'm just a, a little tired. You ought to have some pep pills, uppers, amphetamines, speed. Make you feel super good. <laughs> super good. Do you feel okay now? Oh, well, nah. Sometimes you crash. You get kind of sick, and that's scary. You just kind of come all apart inside. Well, it's very nice of you to offer them to me. But offer them? Who they... offered them? These are mine. Oh, 
Oh, I'm glad you're waking up. I'm not. Oh, a new face. Do you use barbiturate sleeping pills? Uh, no. Should I? No. Why in the world would you want to wind Why? up woozy? Why is a, is a bluebird like a, like a bottle cap? You shouldn't waste time with riddles that haven't got I'm, any answers. Listen, I can tell you more about time in seconds than you can hear in years. Like time, the... Time? time? What time is time? it? How should I know? Time? Time? Well, it's six o'clock. Tea time. Time to take a pill. Dynamite! Dynamite! Oh, yes. Keep this under your hat, friend. But she doesn't know what we're doing. Yes, I do. You live here in this beautiful place. It could be Wonderland. And all you do is... Sleeping pills. LSD. Marijuana. Heroin. Stop it! Do you know what you're doing? Well, what are we doing? What time is it's it? It's six o'clock. Tea time. Time to take a pill. No! Why? Just take a few amphetamines and you can be like me. Or freak apart your tender brain by taking LSD. Sleeping pills are beautiful. Heroin is king. Everything is clearer now. Just let me do my thing. You may blow your mind completely. But won't you take the chance? Will you? Won't you? Will you? Won't you? Won't you join the dance? Will you? Now, do you know where you are? Go home. It's too late. It's too late. No! It's not too late.
Jason Jones and better watch your speed. Trouble ahead, trouble behind, and you know that notion just draws my mind. This old engine makes it on time. Need Central Station about quarter to nine. It troubles Junction 17-2 and a quarter to ten. You know it's traveling again. Driving that train on cocaine. Case of Jones, you better watch your speed. Trouble ahead, trouble behind.
makes you larger and one pill makes you small and the ones that mother gives you don't do anything at all go ask Alice when she's
you like sun Lays me down with my mind She runs throughout the night No need to fight Never a frown with golden brown Every time just like the last On her ship tied to the mast Two distant lands Takes both my hands Never a frown with golden brown Golden brown, fine attemptress She's heading west From far away Stays for a day Never a frown With golden brown Things no man can realize On flights of make-believe You send the mind You're a one-way trip To a world of another kind Your petals may be found Across our land And I reckon you're mean enough to grow in sand In a backyard garden or a high-rise window box 
Here, there, in the country or among the city's blocks Marijuana, you're the father of the lie And sometimes I'm made to wonder why That folks are deceived by your flower And held the prisoners of your mystic powers Marijuana, your leaves could tell a tale that would chill But you won't talk and I guess you never will For it's silently you prey upon the youth As they search for love and peace and truth Marijuana, may your name pass from the scene And may the world forget you've ever been And if folks should wonder how you fell We'll say the devil planted you in hell Let's do it again. My name is Gilbert Neal and this is D-Sides, Orphans and Oddities on WHUP LP Hillsboro. Headlines like these in American newspapers, I would have called him crazy. Yet here we are, reading them. In the middle of the 20th century, in the United States of America, hundreds and hundreds of teenage boys and girls are becoming hopeless dope addicts every year. It's fantastic, it's unbelievable, and it's terrible, but it's true. The government maintains two hospitals just to treat drug addicts at Lexington, Kentucky, and Fort Worth, Texas. It used to be a rare thing for a juvenile to be admitted, but look at these recent figures. And remember, these are only confirmed addicts who have come to the attention of federal authorities. How many others are still only occasional users of marijuana or heroin, morphine, or in some cases sleeping pills? It's pretty hard to estimate. But there's one sure thing. Nobody is going to stay an occasional user very long. This is one game nobody beats. If you use narcotics before long, you'll have the habit, about the hardest in the world to break. And the dope addicts say, you're hooked. Well, how does one become hooked? The simplest way to answer that is to talk to someone who has had the experience. This is the home of Mr. and Mrs. Walter Howard. They just got their teenage daughter back after a six-month nightmare that even Edgar Allan Poe couldn't have improved on. Mrs. Howard agrees to let us talk to her daughter, Phyllis, when we explain that we could use her case to help others avoid the same mistakes. 
This is Phyllis as she looked six months ago, a senior in high school, pretty as a picture. Just recently, she was released from the narcotic ward of the county jail in the custody of her parents. It's hard to believe that this girl is the same as the one in the picture, but it doesn't take long for the drug habit to make anyone over. Phyllis wasn't anxious to talk about her experiences with dope, but she could see how her story might be used to help others, and she began to talk. I guess I knew about reefers. That's marijuana. Ever since junior high. Some of the boys smoked them. The ones who couldn't get along, who were afraid of everything. You know, the ones with no backbone. In high school, my girlfriend Ann and I went around with Jim and Bob. They both smoked pot. That's jive talk for marijuana. And after a while, Ann and I got so that we did too. what it does to you. Everything speeds up to a hundred miles an hour. You think you're real sharp and you laugh a lot. You feel like you're the biggest person in the world. But I didn't feel so good when I came home high that night. My dad knew something was wrong, but he didn't know what. Mother was sure her daughter would never do anything bad. I'd been smoking pot for quite a while before I met Chuck. I guess he was what the newspapers call a, a peddler. He supplied the kids at school with whatever they wanted. Most of them used reefers like us, but some liked stronger things. There was something intriguing and different about Chuck. I guess I appealed to him in some way, too. Anyway, I found out later what it was about him. He had the heroin habit. He was hooked. Chuck and I started running around together, and one night he asked me up to his place. I knew by now he started peddling after he got the habit, so he could get H for himself. He needed a lot, because he had a big habit. You know something about hypes? They're like a disease. They don't like to see anybody not using the stuff, just because they do. Chuck finally talked me into using heroin. He said it would make him feel better. So I tried it. But I was going to be smart. Just take it or leave it. Nothing was going to happen to me. But before I knew it, I was hooked. Bad. I had a heroin habit as big as Chuck. I hadn't been home in weeks. Oh, Chuck and I were married, but it didn't matter very much. Nothing does. Not when you're on H. All you think about day and night is dope. How much you've got, where to get more, what you'll do if you can't get it. And then... They'd got Chuck. They had to eventually, I knew that, but it didn't matter much. Nothing did except age. All of a sudden, it hit me. If Chuck had seen the cops coming, he might have got rid of our supply. That's what happened. Chuck got rid of everything. Probably in the garbage disposal. 
Oh, that's a favorite trick of Hype's, when they're going to be arrested. But it left me in an awful spot. I needed a fix bad. So bad I didn't care whether I lived or died. And I didn't know whether I'd ever get another cap. In the meantime, Phyllis's parents had nearly gone crazy. They hadn't seen or heard from their daughter in months. Mr. Howard checked every newspaper story that might by any remote chance have to do with Phyllis. But gradually their hopes died. They were almost convinced she was dead. But I wasn't dead. I tried once to kick off the habit, but I was too far gone. You know, the police say, find a heroin addict and you find a criminal. And that's just about it. If you're hooked bad, it costs about $30 a day for H. Boys get the money by stealing or swiping car parts. Maybe by holdups. Girls take up street walking or, or do what I did. Become peddlers themselves. When Chuck went to jail, I used his contacts and peddled dope myself. Sure, I knew it was wrong. But when you're hooked, you can't help yourself. They got me eventually, too, just like they did Chuck. And when I was arrested, I was almost glad. I told them I wanted help. I wanted to try and kick it off. It was horrible. Five days, and I didn't care whether I lived or died. It feels like your skin is being torn right off you, and then you ache all over and get sick, and you can't breathe. Your nose runs, and you have a high fever, and then you pass out, but when you wake up, it starts all over again. Five days. But I was lucky. I kicked it off. And I've never used dope since. Maybe what happened to me will keep it from happening to somebody else. Or oh, I don't even want to talk about it. And all I hope is that someday I can forget it. Well, that's Phyllis's story. In the United States of America, 20th century. Unbelievable, isn't it, that such things can happen? Phyllis's case is typical. Most teenagers start off with marijuana... Then they decide to see if heroin has any kick. It does. Sometimes it only takes a few days to find out they can't leave it alone. In order to get money to buy it, they turn to crime. And that's the story. There are practically no happy endings when you fool with drugs. Doctors say restoring an addict to normal life is about the toughest thing in medicine. Well, what's the answer? Enforcement? Yes, that's one of them, certainly. In the Far East a few years back, they were lining up dope peddlers and shooting them in the back of the head. But it didn't stop addiction. It just made it harder for victims to get the stuff. No, the answer is a simple one. Just use your head. Leave narcotics absolutely alone. Remember what happened to Phyllis and others like her. Talk it over with your parents or school counselors, somebody you have confidence in. Some say the Reds are promoting dope traffic in the United States to undermine national morale. They did it in China a few years back. It's certainly true that the increased use of narcotics plays right into their hands. But why not show everybody, including ourselves, that young American men and women have too much intelligence to make such a stupid, ghastly, tragic mistake? Let's make tomorrow's headlines read like this. I gotta laugh at your kids who smoke it, the pot. The pot. 
You gotta run like hell Or you're gonna get caught You put on that old oil to kill it The smell But I'm gonna tell it to you kids It smells like hell You gotta keep watch while you're weed It grows soon time to smoke it The pot which you know First you try to cure it in a pan And you try to smoke it if you can Your daddy say What's that bad smell? Tell you woman Smell like hell I smoked it down To the very butt While you stayed hid In that little hut Hey man, we had to run like hell You and Huey and Wayne and Bill You had to run like hell When you smoked the grass You slipped and fell on your little lip You had to run like hell
Jones pot. Forget what you are, you can be what you're not. High, high, I wanna get high. Never give it up if you give it a try. La, 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 la. I started when I was 13, and uh, I had saw some people smoking pot, and I bought myself a nickel bag. And I went behind my building and sat on a bench all by myself. And I smoked that bag, you know, until I finally got high. Well, I started with pot because I was curious. And at that time, I was having problems with my family. I remember on one trip, I was at a party. And uh, I got very sick from, uh, from speed, from meth. And uh, I used to shoot it in my spine. I also, shoot, I also used to shoot acid in my spine. And uh, I had too much. I was building a big thing up over a week. And I got sick and uh, I tried to commit suicide. La la la, pot, pot, give me some pot. Forget what you are, you can be what you're not. Do, do, take a family cruise. You with your grass, mom and dad with their booze. Ooh, la la. I was so sensitive, you know, like ever my, my family, there was so much going on in my family, you know, every little thing bothered me. When I started using drugs, like I just didn't care, nothing bothered me, nothing hurt me, you know, I didn't feel anything. And like, I, you know, I didn't care if I lived or died, so I didn't care if I used, you know, shot dope or uh, if I took an OD or what. I was so unhappy, like I felt so unworthy, you know. From the time I was growing up, I think, like I have two older sisters, they're twins, you know. The three of us used to compete for my father's love. And, I always felt like he loved them more than he loved, like he used to tell me this, you know. Like he used to say all the time, you're unworthy, you're not as good looking as your sisters, you're not this like your sisters, you know. You're never going to be anything, no one's ever going to love you. He was a rabbi and there was a lot of pressure, you know. La la la, pot, pot, give me some pot. Forget what you are, you can be what you're not. Tough, tough, the world is so tough. And when it gets harder, you can try harder stuff. I felt much like I was much of anything in my whole in my whole life. I was looking for love somewhere and I wasn't getting it anywhere. But I was never happy. Never happy. I always felt uh, on the outside. Actually, as much as I would like to deny the fact that uh, pot was the beginning of my uses of drugs, uh, I mean, it's there as a fact. It was the beginning of my using of drugs. It was the first thing I touched. Uh, in the drug field, I was told it was innocent by everybody that surrounded me, people that I looked up to as intellectuals and uh, smart people, and uh, they told me there was nothing wrong with pot, you would never graduate from anything else. Now I can walk up the street here about a block and see these same people, uh, as intellectual as I thought they were, using heroin. I can't see myself ever using it again. La la la, pot, pot, give me some pot, forget what you are, you can be what you're not. Hip. Hip, you wanna be hip, you know it all if you don't take a trip. Pot, pot, give me some hot. I was 17 when I started prostituting. After knows it when, I said, wow, what's that? And it blew my mind, and I liked it. But then, I, you know, he threw up the other nostril, and up the nostril it went, and bam, my head blew. We used say, ride the pink horse down Night Me Alley.
special about a drugstore? Well, everything combined. It isn't the things we find. What really springs to mind is the druggist.
Hey sis. Yeah. Hey sis. Yeah man. Kanda chiba chiba. I'm the hoochie coochie man. I got that mojo thing. Chiba chiba. Chiba chiba.
Thank you very much. Now, here's an attractive couple, Gail Farrell from Durand, Oklahoma, Dick Dale from Algona, Iowa. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's listen to Gail and Dale and one of the newer songs. One toke over the line, sweet Jesus, one toke over the line. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one toke over the line. Waiting for the train that goes home, sweet Mary, hoping that the train is on time. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one toke over the line. Who do you love? I hope it's me. I've been changing, as you can plainly see. I felt the joy and I learned about the pain that my mama said. If I should choose to make a part of me, would surely strike me dead. And now I'm one toke over the line, sweet Jesus, one toke over the line. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one toke over the line. Waiting for the train that goes home, sweet Mary, hoping that the train is on time. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one toke over the line. One toke over the line, sweet Jesus, one toke over the line. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one toke over the line. Don't you know that we're waiting for the train that goes home, sweet Mary? Hoping that the train is on time Sitting downtown in a railway station One took over the line Don't you know that we're a Sitting downtown in a railway station One took One took over the line And there you heard A Modern Spiritual by Gail and Dale Softly with the hush of falling leaves Casting shivering shadows on the houses through the trees And the light from a street lamp paints a pattern on my wall Like the pieces of a puzzle or a child's uneven scroll a narrow flight of stairs in a narrow little room As I lie upon my bed in the early evening Impaled on my wall, my eyes can dimly see The pattern of my life and the puzzle that is me Moment of my birth to the instant of my death. There are patterns I must follow just as I must breathe each breath. Like a rat in a maze, the path before me lies, and the pattern never alters until 
Dream out. 